everybody, and welcome to Faithful. My name is Christina, and Emma is not here because she's still in the throes of college. So please continue to send her good thoughts, prayer intentions, all that, all that good jazz. Um, hopefully, we will be able to have uh, an episode together for you sometime in the future, around school and stuff. But good news is, I'm not alone for the podcast today. Today we have a very special guest. John, is it John or Jonathan? I realized I forgot to ask you that before we started recording. <laughs> uh, in in professional life, I tend to go by Jonathan. Okay. Uh, you can call me John, though. It does not make a difference to me. Okay. Uh, though in my podcasting world, you'll of course know that if you've listened to me on my my other podcast, which is extremely different from this one, uh, <laughs> mostly about stupid anime memes, I go by no name. <laughs> I just go by, I just introduce myself <laughs> as some clever witticism. So, for this c- podcast, I can introduce myself as, and I am, the guest. <laughs> Hello, the guest, also known as John, also known as Jonathan, if you're being formal. Yes, it's whatever you want. I go by many names. Yes, this I have heard. Simply from the fact that I think, I feel like your Twitter handle or like your display name has gone through just so many iterations, which like, respect and also why not? You know, exactly. I mean, come on. It's 2020. Why not? Gotta live dangerously these days. (laughs) That's very true. (sighs) But we're not here today to talk about Twitter display names, even though that would be probably a very fun and and relaxing podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it's got some legs. It does. It also has descenders. <laughs> yeah. That's a typography joke, kids. <laughs> um. Anyway, we're here today to talk about um specific, well, in Bible verses in the sense of... I'm trying to figure out how to best phrase this, because John is aware of the fact that me trying to pitch this episode, I haven't always been the most able to articulate it. Well, that's a hard point to articulate, right? Yeah. So I, I think what you're looking for, right, is like uh, verses to back up sort of uh, unity, but not just necessarily uh, unity of the, the church as a as an entity, but unity of mankind, I believe. Yeah. Bi- Bible verses to support solidarity and fellow people, ones that you could possibly use in the event of someone using the Bible to discriminate against people or to be mean. Which is, you know, not not a godly thing to do. <laughs> Generally, no. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I would like to I would like to thank um, Emma for approving this topic beforehand, and I actually have uh, actually have input from a listener, which I will pepper in as we go. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, would you like me to talk about my, uh, my religious background? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Please absolutely start with that. Please start with that. Cause it'll be context for the rest of the episode. Yeah. So, um, uh, I grew up in, uh, uh, the church of Christ, uh, a, uh, a Protestant, uh, pro- Protestant group. Mm-hmm. Um, I've since converted into Eastern Orthodoxy. Uh, I currently go to an Antiochian, Antiochian Orthodox church. Uh, they're one of the oldest Christian faith communities in the world. Um, Mm-hmm. tied with the Catholics, or before the Catholics, depending on uh, what side of the divide uh, you, you, you sit on. It's depending on which historian you ask. Yeah, exactly. Uh, either way, we're extremely close uh, to uh, the Catholics and the Coptics. Um, 
yeah, we trace all our lineage all the way back uh, to the apostles. Uh, we would be considered nice, nice. A, a high liturgical church. Um, yeah, we do not share. Com- we uh, do not have an open communion, and we do not share communion uh, with those dastardly Catholics. I say that in the, <laughs> in the best sense. I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're very old. We're very ancient. Uh, we're related to, of course, the um, uh, Greek Orthodox and the uh, uh, Russian Orthodox, all of which share a communion with each other. So we're all one church. Uh, yeah. The Antiochians, the, um, the the Russian, the Greek, and there are, there are several others scattered, mm-hmm. uh, scattered throughout. Now, out of curiosity, um, what what made you interested in and then decide to slash choose to slash feel called to convert? Uh, well, uh, this is interesting. Uh, so, um, in the Protestant world, especially in the um, uh, the uh, faith group I grew up in, uh, Church of Christ, we, we were always very interested in in finding the one true church because, of course, many many Protestants believe that it it had been lost. Yeah, uh, at and, some point. And depending um, on depending on which uh, which church or religion you are a part of, sometimes the churches say that we are the one true church, and I am including Catholicism in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's it's a bit complicated. Uh, either way, my father was also uh, big into this question, um, and through uh, just gobs of research, um, uh, <laughs> he he came through Orthodoxy and kind of introduced it to uh, to all of us kids. Uh, me and my brothers. Uh, we've all since converted. Uh, we've found that uh, we believe that this is definitely the the fullest form of the faith uh, that exists uh, in the world today. So we we fully endorse the Orthodox Church as being the one true church, but the Catholics <laughs> may differ. <laughs> I mean, you do have that dastardly filioque, uh, which is such a problem. But John, I don't know what that means. <laughs> the filioque. Uh, so in the uh, Nicene Constantinopolian Creed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pushing off my uh, my creds here. Uh, so I, I can we, feel you pushing your glasses up your nose. <laughs> oh, way up there, way up there. Uh, so when you say the uh, Nicene Creed, right? Um, yes. You say that the uh, the Holy Spirit uh, proceeds from the Father and the Son. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Latin, yes. the from the Son is the filioque. Oh, okay. Well, that does not exist in the original uh, version of the Nicene Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that uh, was probably one of the changes that resulted in the Council of uh, from one of the councils of Nicaea. I'm guessing. Uh, no, this it, it depends on, on, on how you trace it. Um, the Orthodox trace it like this, which is basically, uh, a, a couple of bishops in France started adding it and it was eventually adopted, uh, by the Pope of Rome to, okay, um, okay. Uh, into the church proper. Uh, the Pope didn't quite like it. And a matter of fact, it's still in the basement of the Basilica in silver tablets is the, uh, Nicene Creed without the filioque, uh, as, huh. as the Pope's way of protesting. Uh, there've been many discussions huh. over the years about maybe, um, like even high-level Catholic uh, discussions about finally dropping the filioque because many of them kind of know it's like, yeah, well, we kind of admit that this we probably shouldn't have this, um, but opinions differ, obviously. Yeah, yes. Um, but it's a it's a point of contention. Um, but yeah, but it's one, one of the things the Orthodox always like to bring up is that the Catholics have the, the that dastardly filioque. <laughs> That's so very upsetting. Yeah. If this is anyone's first episode, um, <laughs> hi, I'm Christina. I'm a cradle Catholic, and I am very much so more about the more about the spirit of the church than necessarily having a lot of the historical background. Like I have various tidbits that I can pull from, but in general, my religious education 
happened when I was between the ages of, let's say, 7 and 16, which meant that I was, in fact, doodling my way through classes, and I do not remember most of it. Uh, yeah, uh, we have to go through, in order to convert to the um, Antiochian Orthodox Church at any rate, uh, we had to mandatorily go through a, a year worth of uh, catechism, so. Which is, like, which is good. As an adult I, as well, so. Yeah, like, sometimes I, I wish that I could, like, go through a catechism class or something just simply so that I could learn the kinds of things that I that they tried to teach me when I was, as I said, between the ages of 7 and 16, and I really didn't pick up on it. Yeah, yeah. Also because, you know, things will probably make more sense and have more applicability when you're learning them as an adult with a fully formed brain and not as a kid. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, the, the Orthodox have that problem as well with many of our cradle believers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Especially the, the old country believers, as, as some people call them in the church, mm-hmm. um, in that they, they're very culturally Orthodox, but they've never, especially not as adults, really ever gone through a, a, a complete catechesis. Yeah. So. That it, that is all very good and thank you, John. I I was aware of some of your religious formation and history, but not all of it. So that's very good to know. Yeah, um, and this may be applicable later in the on the in the episode, uh, but being um, uh, I I would be more in in the way of like a, a trad Catholic, right? We're 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 very. Uh, I don't know if that's derogatory or not. I see lots of trad Catholics use that to describe themselves. So I can't imagine use, it's all that. Uh, use what term? Uh, trad, trad Catholic, a uh, traditional Catholic. Oh, okay. So this usually means uh, more culturally conservative, uh, more more. Um, That'd be why I don't use it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> or um, or more uh, doctrinal, uh, doctrinally conservative. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm definitely part of that tradition. Uh, yeah. So we may have some disagreements in this episode, uh, but I think they'll be in, in good faith. <laughs> good pun there. Hey. Hey. I was just doing finger guns with the... Well, I know, right? It's good. <laughs> okay, so we probably should actually like start talking about the Bible. <laughs> uh, it's important. <laughs> it is important. We can agree on that. Yeah. So... How this is kind of going to work is I have a list of kind of like general topics of discussion that I wrote down when I was at work and then I sent John a picture of it. (laughs) I didn't even type it out because I'm a barbarian. (laughs) Very. Oh, very professional. Pictures of sticky notes are all the rage these days. That's how that's how I plan all of my that's how we planned our wedding. We had a uh, the wedding with me and my wife, Annie, who's on many other podcasts, not. Not me, Christina. Yes, yes, your, your wife, Annie, <laughs> friend of multiple of my podcasts. Yes, yes. But yeah, so we have an outline of kind of topics that we are going to talk through and stuff. But I feel like first we should probably address what editions of the Bible we're using. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's true. Cause, so for reference here, I am using the a copy of the New American Bible. I don't know exactly what edition or translation it is all i can tell you is that it's the saint joseph medium edition and uh flip through the onion skin here um that the copyright was last renewed in 1992 so that's approximately what edition of the bible i'm using (laughs) 
Yeah, um, so I'm using the Orthodox Study Bible, um, copyright 2008, uh, by uh, uh, St. Athanasius Academy of, Orth of Orthodox Theology. Um, one of the major differences uh, mine will definitely have would be mostly in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. uh, we use the Septuagint version of the Old Testament uh, rather than a retranslation from the Hebrew. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and our or, and the books of our uh, Old Testament are different. I don't know how different they are from the Catholic, uh, but for most uh, widespread uh, Protestant-type Bibles in the West, it usually has uh, different books. And the psalms are in gotcha. a different order. Okay, yeah. The the psalms thing might come up, because I only have a couple of... Most of the verses that I pulled for reference are from the New Testament. But uh, the ones that I have from the other one are mostly... Or from the other one. The ones I have from the Old Testament are mostly... Uh, I think I've got a Genesis, I've got a Deuteronomy, and i got a couple Jeremiah's. Uh, that shouldn't be a problem. Jeremiah, I might have to cross... Or some of the... Uh... Some of the books have slightly different names, but I think we're solid. Because, um, like, uh, basically Sa uh, Samuel through Second Kings is actually First Kingdoms, Second Kingdoms, Third Kingdoms, Fourth Kingdoms. Gotcha. So it's a little different. Okay. But uh, we also have all the Maccabees, which is super fun. That's where we get Hanukkah. <laughs> so not everybody's like, oh, oh, cool. My uh, The front of mine actually lists uh, the Roman Catholic Old Testament text as well as... Uh, as well as mine, so that's nice. Um, oh, nice. So Jeremiah, you say, right? Let me find yeah. it here, make sure I've, I've got yeah. it. Generally, generally speaking, I have more books than most other people, um, <laughs> rather than less. Uh, yeah, it's just sometimes cause... the names change. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I got it. Because Catholics can be weird about what they declare Apocrypha and not. Yeah, yeah. We, we tend to keep all the Apocrypha of the Old Testament, um, and then the New Testament, I believe, pretty standard across the board. I don't think we've got any changes there. I mean, hey. our churches did kind of put together the Bible, so... Um... <laughs> Hashtag humblebrag. Hashtag deal with it. <laughs> you know what just occurred to me, John? Would you be interested in coming back down to talk about editions of the Bible? <laughs> oh, golly. Um, that's a very dense topic. One that I am not prepared make, for as a lay can, person. But, you know... We can make, uh, it, we can make it a series. <laughs> what one could make it work. There are many. Yes, there are indeed many. Um... Also, I specifically mentioned the what editions of Bibles that we're using, mostly because uh, in talking to my real life friend and listener of the pod, Alex, uh, she made it. She pointed out that you know, when you are trying to reference a specific verse of the Bible, that it can be a very what's the best word? It can be a very adaptive kind of sense in which you're pulling from it because. The Bible has been translated so many times from when it was written, and you know, I'm assuming it would have been Aramaic and then translated into Greek and Hebrew and Latin and then all the English translations and the King James translation, which would probably be its whole ep its whole own episode. But simply because of that, that there is going to be a, probably a lot of difference in nuance and words. Also, because English is a very fickle language. Yeah, we get we have a lot of extra words, uh, but ironically, only one word for love, which causes problems when you try to cr translate the the Greek Bible, which has what four uh, four primary words for love, and this causes great troubles. Yeah, it's got a lot. <laughs> yeah, so the one time that our giant vocabulary does not help us uh, <laughs> can sometimes be in Bible translations. Yeah, that's true.
Anyway, with that ground set, do you want to get started? Oh, sure. Yeah, by all means. Okay, cool. So the first kind of like situation slash prompt that I had was Bible verses to specifically refer to acceptance by God of all people. And in this, I was kind of thinking in the sense of like specifically accepting and supporting like People of other people of other skin colors and ethnicities, <laughs> which is especially relevant. Yeah. Oh, one other text that I, I was going to use is I have been going through. Um, yeah, go for it. Go for it. I've been going through uh, Thomas Hopko. Um, uh, he is a he's an Orthodox priest um, who wrote uh, lots of books. Um, I've been going through his series that's simply called uh, the Orthodox Faith, um, and he's got a great section. Uh, in his first book, uh, Volume 1, uh, Doctrine and Scripture, um, that's um, got a good section on basically um, kind of um, almost a cl- – uh, it's a four-book seri- four series. It's basically cliff notes on everything about the Orthodox faith. And he's got a good section on just man okay. in general in it, uh, which may be useful um, uh, in just, um, you know, how, how man is unique and how uh, we are all uh, essentially the same and of one nature, which is a big thing uh, in Orthodox faith. Uh, we, we, we talk a lot about uh, nature, the nature of God, the nature of man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think especially when talking about no, um, you know, differences of race and of ethnicity, I think uh, reiterating uh, the idea of all of mankind being of one nature is just extremely important, right? Uh, because there are some people who may try to claim that um, certain races, ethnicities, sex are uh, fundamentally different than others in di- in yes. some regards, and it's very important to realize they that do all that in fact, yeah, that all of man is is literally of one nature. We are all yes, we are all in in very much in essence the same. And this is very important uh, from an orthodox perspective for another reason than uh, one of the core parts of our uh, our. Christology and our uh, salvation theory, right, is that um, God subsumed all of, uh, subsumed may not be the right word, uh, but in his incarnation, he took on all of, all took on human nature, and through that, we are saved, and if all man does not share one essential nature, uh, that mm-hmm. throws a big whole wrench into redemption and salvation history. Yeah, um, exactly. So if, if if man is not all of one nature, and I mean, uh, when even when I say man, of course, I think we, we can all understand that that means mankind. We're not yes, talking yeah. about literally men. Because um, that, that's a whole other box yeah. of words. <laughs> no, I know, right? Uh, in the section of man uh, in, in the book that I'm, I'm kind of taking some of this info from, um, mm-hmm. Thomas Hopko also says, of course, that women and men share, share one, one nature. Yeah. Uh, it would be so wild if, like, human beings just decided that the single form was just, we are all main or something. Like, try, Ooh, trying, to hit, trying to hit a gender-neutral etymological ground between man and woman and people who don't identify as either of mm. those two genders. And, <laughs> hey, linguists, there's your challenge. Yeah, that'd be fun. So... I'm just going to completely start over the premise again. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, go right ahead. Okay. 
So the first kind of prompt for this is acceptance by God of all people, whether like regardless of regardless of skin tone or ethnicity or country of origin. Well, almost one of the one of the easiest ones that you can even yeah you can even start with right mm-hmm. uh, would be you know uh, the Great Commission. I mean, this is a, a very sort of obvious one, uh, but it it bears repeating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to use uh, the one from Matthew, Matthew uh, twenty eight nineteen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we we probably all know this one, but it, again, bears repeating. Uh, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, again, obviously, this this is one of those things that shows um, in God's eyes. There's no uh, there's no division between nations in this sense. Uh, we are all called to to the oneness of the church. Uh, we are all um, to find our oneness uh, in Christ and in our common nature through Christ. Um, and to divide each other, uh, especially based on superficial things, um, is, I mean, it's antithetical um, yeah. <laughs> to, uh, to Christian belief. I mean, just kind of straight up, it would, it would be very hard to argue otherwise i'm sure there there are people who try to do it and there are people who do it oh, uh very sure. likely with bible verses um because you know which is part of why which is man part of kind why of sucks <laughs> yeah <laughs> man kind of sucks in this regard uh yes. we are fallen uh and we will we will do nasty yes. things even with uh even with god's word god is perfect and we are not <laughs> yeah uh, to try and divide each other um when really um almost the whole point of the exercise is uh oneness through christ um i could go through and find and bookmark a whole (laughs) bunch of things about how one should not divide the church and the church can can be um i don't want to go so far as to say extrapolate to all of humanity uh because i mean there, there there's there's the church and not the church uh but i mean if we are to bring everyone into the church then at some level right we we should not divide each other um even even before they are formally brought into the church. Yeah. That's actually relevant to the verse that I think I'm going to pull for this one, which is uh, from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians. This is chapter 4, verse 26. For through faith you are all children of God in Christ Jesus. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free person, there is not male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. Yeah. Um. What I like part of that. Can you can you quote me the the chapter verse one more time? Yeah, Galatians chapter four, verse twenty six through twenty nine. Uh. So what's very interesting about this too is we uh. We sing this line, uh, the Orthodox do, I'm not sure if the Catholics do, but we sing this line a lot in church. Um, as many who have uh, been baptized into Christ have put on Christ, is, is how we tend to word it. That's, I'm sure that probably plays a part in, in various songs that we sing at church, probably yeah. during the Easter season when baptisms are traditionally so, um, celebrated, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but it's a, it's a formal part of the, uh, the, litur- uh, the liturgy at several points throughout the year um, where we do this. And even in my, in my other book on the uh, doctrine and scripture, it brought up that as being a very important part about um, oneness 
uh, of the church and of Christ, uh, of Christ and of of humanity in the church. So, yeah, just backing up your point. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Okay, that was I actually I think that was kind of the only quote that I had for that particular uh, Bible verse or for that particular prompt. So, um, uh, sonship by faith and baptism. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, I have it in Galatians three twenty six, right? Uh, yeah. For you're all sons of uh, of God through faith in Jesus Christ. But again, I think we can in in some ways extrapolate that to um, to humanity in general. Um, mm-hmm. Again, if 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 the Great Commission tells us to to bring everyone of all nations into the church, then this can kind of be extrapolated into even before that they are for, formal members of the church. Yeah. For as many of you as were baptized in Christ, put on Christ. Uh, neither Jew nor Greek. Uh, there's neither slave nor free. There's neither male or female. You're all one uh, in Christ. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Let's see if I have any interesting footnotes here uh, that could yeah, go for it. add some fun. Yeah, verse 27 is a, an ancient hymn perhaps already being sung in uh, Christian baptisms during the procession of newly uh, regenerated into the assembly and sung at every Orthodox um, baptismal service. I assume, I very much... Uh, um, uh, assume that this is that that would hold for Roman Catholics as well. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, here, yeah, probably, here's yeah. good footnote for twenty, uh, twenty-eight and twenty, uh, verses twenty-eight and twenty-nine. We share one human nature in Christ. Uh, therefore, valuing people based on uh, opinions, uh, ethnicity, I, neither Jew nor Greek, pride and social status, neither slave nor free, or gender, neither male nor female, has no place within the church. Yeah. All are one in nature. And so are equal in dignity. Dignity being a very important point here. Um, that humans have equal dis- uh, dignity through our our um, uh, us being images of of made in the image of of God. So we share equal dignity through our shared nature and the fact that that nature was put on by God Himself. Since you specifically mentioned that one verse about. Uh, male or female, this is probably a good point to uh, talk about the next topic, which is Bible verses that you can specifically use to support uh, to support LGBTQIA and inclusive uh, individuals. Um, for here, for this one, I'm going to be pulling from Psalms uh, from Psalm 139 which is the all-knowing and ever-present God. This in particular is verses 13 through 16. You formed my inmost being. You knit me in my mother's womb. I praise you so wonderfully you made me. Wonderful are your works. My very self you knew. My bones were not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, fashioned as in the depths of the earth, your eyes foresaw my actions. In your book all are written down. My days were shaped before one came to be. Which I, I feel like is a good... I feel like that verse is good in particular for affirming and supporting, especially, like, trans and non-conforming people, I think is where I, I'm trying to go with that. Mm-hmm. People, who, people who don't necessarily identify as the gender that they were assigned or determined at birth. Hmm. No, I think that's that's a good verse here. I think this is a section in which that we will have some different disagreements. Uh, maybe more more traditional. Um, 
but I would definitely um, say that it's very important, and, and that verse really goes to show that um, there's nothing wrong with um, with people fundamentally. Um, uh, how, how's the good way to word it? I had it spaced out in my mind, but then I decided to say something different. Um, how did I say this? How did I think of this well? I mean, the Orthodox very much uh, ascribe to a, a belief in um, two sexes, male and female. Uh, I think as a practicing Orthodox, I have to affirm that as part of um, uh, my faith's tradition. Uh, but uh, I, I think that the verse that you have found is very good in that it supports uh, people being um, fundamentally created correctly. Yes. Uh, no matter how they they view themselves. I think it's very important to affirm that um, you are you uh, and God loves you the way that you are created and there's nothing that can separate you because of that. Yeah. Uh, and it goes back to the dignity point very well, uh, which no one should ever uh, deny someone uh, their basic human dignity based on how they identify, even if uh, yes. it falls contrary to some of our faith traditions. Exactly, because I, in simply flipping through my Bible to get stuff pulled up, you know, there's plenty of things in here about like, do do not judge for only for only God can judge, and it will be on the day of judgment at the ending of the world. Yeah, <laughs> extremely um, loosely paraphrased and amalgamated. <laughs> yeah, I I picked out some verses on this topic uh, because I think uh, being from a faith tradition that's more stringent and strict. Uh, it gives me a, a, a good way to sort of talk to people who might feel that sort of same way, um, who might be tempted to uh, to view the LGBTQ community um, in, a, in a much more negative light, um, mm -hmm. uh, since we do consider um, uh, what's the I want to I want to give this a very a very nuanced and thoughtful approach. Because I don't want to, I don't want to be offensive, but I want to speak truly for my faith tradition, right? Uh, which mm -hmm. is we 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 view several of these things, uh, the acts of several things, as being being sinful, but not not an inherently sinful nature, right? So love the sin or hate the sin. Yeah, yeah, we're we're very much into that, uh, and we're very much into. Um, well, let's just put it bluntly, even though it can. It, Bluntly and, and to be fair, crudely, uh, because it's the best I can do uh, under these circumstances, which is um, being gay or being trans or any of that does not divorce you from God in any way, shape, or form, um, but only certain certain acts based on that uh, would be considered sinful um, in this way, um, right? Um, being a homosexual is not gay. Uh, <laughs> being a homosexual is actually very gay. I, I do have to correct myself there. Um, <laughs> uh, though I do have a favorite phrase from, uh, to, to bring it around to Aniki, right? One of my favorite phrases from an anime parody is that it takes a man real sure of his heterosexuality to have sex with another man, uh, which I, I will always love that phrase. Uh, which is to say that, that um, from my faith tradition, um, being homosexual has no uh, sinful part in it at all. Uh, homosexual acts do. Um, that's the teaching of, uh, of my faith tradition. There's no, no way for me to really get around that. Uh, but 
all of that being said, which is a really bad and crude preamble uh, to some points that I want to put out for anybody who would want to use that in a way to deny anyone human dignity or their their oneness in the church or their oneness in Christ. Uh, I think some very important things here are uh, the best place to start, I think, would be Romans 5. Uh, this is going to be Romans 5, verse 8. Uh, I'll lapse back into my old uh, days in Church of Christ, where I have to repeat this three times. Romans 5, uh, verse <laughs> 8. Romans 5, verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love towards us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I, we all know this verse, I think. Interesting. Um, that's, at very least, that's this actually, is very famous in the uh, in the Protestant world, for sure. That's actually almost exactly how it's translated in my copy of the Bible. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, and now, um, using that as a jumping off point, um, let's bounce over to uh, John fifteen twelve. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Uh, those are those are straight from the source, right? Those are Jesus's words yes. exactly, um, and this is repeated again just a couple chapters earlier, in thirteen thirty four. Yes, which is I I feel like I've seen John thirteen thirty four be quoted much more than fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. As I have loved you, uh, that you also love one another. And uh, on our in the Orthodox Church, we have the iconostasis, which has tons of icons on it. And um, uh, Jesus is on the, I guess it'd be stage left, but it is no stage right. Um, and he holds uh, <laughs> a tablet right, or a scroll. Left. Yeah, exactly. He has a scroll that's got uh, writing on it. And ours in our church is uh, by this they will will know you. Um, right by this sign, they will know you that you love each other as I have loved you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably quite wrong, but what, the, what's in, in, in my translation? It actually goes. It goes. Um, this is how all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Love for one another, mm-hmm. and I and that's important. But I I think the clause as I have loved you is the important part for the for the point I am trying to make, right? Um, which is um. Which is specifically if, calling people to love one another as God loves, which is to say yes. holy and unconditionally. Exactly. And uh, this point here that uh, he loved us while we were still sinners. I think this is very important. I mean, we're, we're all sinners. And I think if, yes. if anybody is tempted to to point out, as many in the Christian world are, to, to point out um, or single out the LGBT community as being some sort of special class of sinners. Uh, mm-hmm. like we see this, this is a problem in faith communities for sure. Um, and I even come from a traditional one that does view, um, homosexual acts as being sinful, but it's very important to remember that if, if Christ loves us all so much as to die for us while we are still sinners, um, mm-hmm. and we are called to love everyone as Christ has loved us, then no matter anyone's situation, mm-hmm. we are called to love them. No yeah. matter what, fully and unconditionally, um, and respect their their dignity as being one sharers in um, human nature and by extrapolation in Christ's nature, uh, 
part of Christ's nature that gets complicated. But uh, <laughs> I think the point stands. Yeah, yeah. Complications if, if we aside. If nature of Christ, we're going to be here for a very long time. I think it's very, very messy very quickly. But I think we, uh, I think we can, we can see what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, right? yeah. I kind of want to repair that with actually one of my favorite verse, one of my favorite Bible verses, which is Deuteronomy chapter, not Deuteronomy, which is uh, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know well the plans I have in mind for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare, not for woe. Plans to give you a future full of hope. Mostly because I, I'm a sucker for a Bible verse that is God saying, it's okay, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's true. When, when I had a pair of Converse in college, this was one of the two Bible verses that I had like written on like the sides of the soul. So that way I'd be like, I stand upon my Bible verses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or whatever it was that I was saying. Yeah. One of the things I, I, I always liked was um, uh, my priest once uh, told me, um, uh, how did he word it? That uh, no matter how hard or how, how bad anything gets, um, whatever God is doing, it's because it's the, the easiest way that you can be saved. No matter what's happening, it's being done because uh, in God's infinite wisdom, this is the easiest and quickest way for you to find salvation. Interesting. Um, okay. I've always found that being very, very comforting. That no matter what, no matter how bad it is, it's being done um, because this is actually the easiest way to you uh, for you to come to Christ. Interesting. I've always thought that that was like very profound, uh, very well I done. I will, I will actually have to mention that to my dad the next time that I talk to him. Yeah, I think I think it's very good because uh, it just reminds you, and especially like many uh, many Orthodox Church fathers. Um, almost complain they have lamentations that their their lives aren't more hard catholics do that too oh yeah yeah and i think the the good thing about that statement is that uh we are weak and sometimes we think that things are very hard and we wish they could be harder because it would it would be that you know if this is the easiest way for me to be saved um that Mm -hmm. oh gosh uh it's a complicated point to make um it's okay that as weak as i am this is all that i can handle right um yeah I, it, it puts things in perspective and it shows that uh some of the the holiest church fathers recognize the fact that it's like wait if this is all i can handle i i should be stronger in my faith so i could be able to handle even more um yeah trial and tribulation yeah not to the point of fetishizing it which some people will go that route <laughs> Which Catholics do sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody kind of does sometimes. Mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. Yeah. Um, that's kind of a good jumping off point then for the third topic, which um, I am kind of going to paraphrase as delib- encouraging, encouraging people to specifically take care of others. Mm. Whether that's financially, physically, socially, and spiritually. And I'm actually going to pull from a quote which for some reason isn't in my Bible. Oh, okay. um, but it is Jeremiah chapter 22, verse 23. And I'm going to read from the 
from the New American Bible Revised Edition. Um, Thus says the Lord, Do what is right and just. Rescue the victims from the hand of their oppressors. Do not wrong or oppress the resident alien, the orphan, or the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place. It's a little grim, but it feels appropriate for the time and place in which we find ourselves. <laughs> yep. And my other one is going to be from uh, from Matthew chapter 26, verse, uh, what verse is this one? Uh, verse 34 through uh, 36. Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Because, gosh, I am a sucker for... Hey, did you know that when you help people, you're directly also helping God, because God is to be found in all people? Yeah, it's kind of an important point, right? Yeah, it <laughs> it's, is. It's almost like the whole thing's kind of woven in together, where everybody has equal dignity through Christ, and that means every time you treat somebody well, it's because you're treating Christ well. And every time you see, treat someone badly, you're treating Christ poorly. Um, so, you know, <laughs> don't do that. Well, do do half of that, but not the other. Yes. Do, do the part about treating other people well. Yes. Care for the widows, the sick, and the orphans. I remember there was a controversy once, I believe, in my uh, my Protestant church, where for some reason they like didn't want to do a fund that was like literally for 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 like uh for like a local widow, and a lot of the people were like, look, it literally says two things, like widows and orphans, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. It, it, this is a strict example. <laughs> You take care of the widows and the orphans. <laughs> this is about as directive a message from God as we are going to get in <laughs> yeah. telling us what to do. Like, I mean, I don't want to say there aren't that many, like, extremely specific examples of people who we are commanded to take care of, but widows and orphans yes. are very explicit. Widow <laughs> widows and orphans, and like this, like this one says, the resident aliens among us. Yes. It's like, be cool to people. Yes, and I don't understand, this This is the fundamental thing that I do not understand about other, about some other sects of Christianity and mindsets within Catholicism, is I do not understand how you cannot intend to help all people. Yeah. yeah I, do, no, I do not understand how you, the, in, in the, in the, um, the, in the theoretical, in, in the rhetorical you, I do not understand how you could possibly not want to help people when we are specifically directed to do so by God. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, there, there there will be differences on how best to accomplish that, but we should all have the yes. same same end goal of trying to help as many people as possible, lift them out of poverty, feed them when they are starving, clothe them when they are naked. Heal them when they are sick. Yeah. Give them jobs when they need jobs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we may differ on specifics of how best on, to accomplish this, but we, yes. we, I think all Christians should share the common language and the common goal of of doing these things. Yes, and, um, and we should 
we all should get better at specifically communicating that. Yeah, and for at sure. working together about it. <laughs> Uh, there's a story that I heard, uh, apocryphal or not, uh, it doesn't particularly mm-hmm. matter, um, of a, uh, I believe a, a, uh, basically a bishop of Constantinople, uh, which the Orthodox like quite a bit. Uh, it's basically our <laughs> Rome. I mean, it literally was Rome, yeah. Rome two electric yeah. boogaloo. Yeah. The, the uh, seat of the Eastern Orthodox empire. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And church. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, there was an issue where... Uh, the the bishop or the reigning magistrate or you know, high level church official was basically uh, giving almost all the contributions to the church to anyone who would ask, mm-hmm. um, and you know some lower priests were like, yeah, but but some people maybe maybe treat maybe cheating and taking what they don't need. Um, yeah, and his response was he would rather um, have some people take what they shouldn't than have you know like one person who needed it not have access to it yeah uh now from my perspective i think that it's probably a little short-sighted but it doesn't change the fact that it is the this is held as an example of how best to be holy and especially on a personal level i think this is true Uh, whether or not on a state level it should be true is another matter but i think definitely on a on a personal uh level we should all strive to be that giving uh, with our own, uh, with our own money and with our own time, uh, with our own resources, we yeah. should all personally have the feeling that we would rather be cheated uh, than to have someone go without. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of one of my favorite Pope Francis stories, which is that I believe it was in the early days of his papacy he would sneak out of the Vatican with one of his with one of his, you know, right-hand cardinals or whatever, and he would sneak out and specifically go distribute food and resources and, you know, comfort and a listening ear to, I think it was, I believe it was specifically the sex workers Mm. in and around Vatican City. Well, not in Vatican City, I'm assuming. But in in the neighboring areas. And they'd be like, where'd he go? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? But it's okay. He was out helping people. Like you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, spo- supposed to do that. Yeah. Do you have a Bible verse that you would like to specifically reference for this? Oh, uh, I mean, one could go on and on and on. Uh, <laughs> th- there are many in plethora. See, entire Bible. <laughs> See, 90% any- of the New Testament. Were there any that were sticking out to you in particular was what I meant. Oh gosh, um, not off the top of my head. If not, that's also okay. Yeah, I don't have anything off the top of your head. I mean, the one you picked is is I mean that that's pretty much the quintessential one, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The great uh, the great sorting, right? Uh, if if yes. you do not do any of these, you're you're anathema. So so you know, do them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Here is the extreme bare minimum that you are required to meet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just have then one, I have one Bible verse for the last topic, and then I hmm. have a, just a closing one, just sure. a general, a general supported Bible verse. So the last topic I just had, spe- I had written down literally as calling for unity between peoples um, and a kind of reminder of God's love. 
So for this, I'm just going to pull the Beatitudes. Oh, yeah. Which is Matthew uh, chapter 5, verse 3 through 12. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of false and, and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Because just as a just as a reminder that you know, as bad as it might be right now, keep doing things to help and support each other. Be a peacemaker. Be be the meek person because that is a godly thing to do, and it is, I would argue, the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they kind of go hand in hand. If it is godly, then it is right. Yes. If it is right, it is probably godly. Um. Yeah, as a as an Orthodox Christian, it's hard to get away from the Beatitudes. We sing them pretty much every liturgy. Um, yeah. So we hear them a lot because, and you know why? Because the church thought it's very important to drill this into your brain. <laughs> uh, your darn monkey brain needs to n- yeah. know this because you're bad at doing them. So hear them every Sunday. <laughs> hear them like every liturgy. <laughs> hear them a lot. They're important. Do them. I feel like they weren't nearly as impressed upon me when I like on, on me growing up in the Catholic church in specific, but I know there's at least one hymn that involves the Beatitudes and also the Beatitudes are some of my dad's favorite Bible verses. So I'm, mm. I, I've, I've been very familiar with them over, over the years. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. Uh, like Catholics uh, since Vatican II have great sort of leeway in how they, how they do their, their liturgy. The Orthodox don't. Ours are pretty much the same throughout the entire Orthodox world, for better or worse. Um, what, you, mean, you mean the Orthodox Church has something they haven't changed for I know, of right? of years? Uh, my years, my father likes to tell a joke, which is, how many Orthodox does it take to change a light bulb? And the response is, change? <laughs> like, how dare? <laughs> or uh, I, think I think Annie has told me that joke, yeah, too, and it's, it's a good still joke. funny. It's so uh, good. The other good one is that in the Orthodox Church, there is fast change and slow change. Uh, fast change takes about, um, you know, uh, 1,500 years, and slow change hasn't happened yet. Uh, <laughs> we are proud of this fact, but we poke fun of ourselves for it as well. Um, oh, no, I totally get it. <laughs> Self-effacing humor is a critical component of every religion. Yes. It's like we recognize that we do not change much. And it's like, yeah, feature not a bug, but uh, uh, we are slow to 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 move this big ship. And you said you had one more? Yeah, yeah. Just a, a good Bible verse to send everyone out on. Because this is my other favorite Bible verse. You may notice that I have a, I have a particular uh, interest in Bible verses that are about supporting people and also no anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is from Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6. Be brave and steadfast. Have no fear or dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who marches with you. 
he will never fail you or forsake you. Yeah, that's a good one. I like yeah, that's it. That's it. Do you have a verse that you would like to close on, John? Oh, gosh. See? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I was going to say, I bet you could probably just like pick your pick your Bible reader of choice and flip to an open page. I mean, you pretty much can, <laughs> right? I mean, pick a, pick a psalm. There are many in plethora. Um, That's very true. Uh, I, I I think I think ending on a on a on that on that quote uh, from my priest is a good place to stop, uh, right? Which is no matter what is happening, no matter what bad things are happening in your life, um, it's because it's it's literally the easiest and quickest way for you to be saved. I I think that that's uh, some some people might find that being kind of dark and grim, but I I certainly don't. I think it's I think it's a very hopeful idea. Uh, and a very comforting one um, that these things are being done because it's it's the best way for you to uh, to commune with Christ, to commune with God. Yeah. Um, I think that's just great that as awful as things are, it's because it's it's the best way for you to to commune with the with the Almighty. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a little verklempt, <laughs> just kind of thinking about. It. <laughs> Can I say that it's Jewish, right? Yiddish. It's okay. My my my. Is, is it uh, Jewish priest or is it German? Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, if it's Yiddish, then it's very close to being a little bit of both. I, yeah. I think I think I'm allowed because my first priest, uh, um, who brought me into the Orthodox Church, is ethnically Jewish. So I think I think that's okay then. <laughs> I think I'm allowed. Yeah, you're probably you're probably okay. I'm probably a little bit okay. Yeah. Well, in the tradition of me not being able to figure out how to end podcasts, thank you for coming on Faithful, uh, John. So, uh, it, see, it has been a delight to talk Bible with you. See, what we should do is we should just go to the last verse of Revelation and just use that as your closing verse every time. I don't oh, actually geez. know what it is, but let's find out what it is and see if it's like just like let's terrifying. see how wild it is between our translations. Oh, oh no, no, that, that's my perfectly Bible easy. Has a Bible dictionary. Yeah, it ends yeah. in a benediction, so that that's nice and easy. Oh, okay, cool. Yes. In mine, it's the grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Yeah. Uh, for mine is the uh, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. And of course, I have to respond with and with your spirit. Cause that's and how with we your do. spirit. <laughs> that's how we do. That's uh, what Catholics say too now. And that's what X-Wing pilots say. So <laughs> evidently. <laughs> Did you see oh, that yeah. in the new, uh, in the new um, uh, Mando? It, no, I actually, I haven't seen the new Mando. Oh, yeah. No. They they do that. It's like uh, may the force be with you, and they respond and with you. It's like ooh ooh, they're getting very Catholic all up in. Okay, it's like oh, very so good. I <laughs> I have a funny story about that, real quick. Oh yeah, by all means. So 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 this was back in 2016. I was visiting one of my friends in Chicago, and we were walking around downtown. And I think we were on the Mag Mile, and we stopped at the Disney store because me. No, of course. And, I mean, how could yeah. you not? Yeah, how could I not? And Did it have a big spitting uh, stitch like the one at Downtown Disney in Florida? I don't remember. Uh, one can only hope. But what I do remember is that when I was there, I was specifically either I bought a Ray action figure or I was talking with the cashier about a Ray action figure and like Star Wars and stuff and we were chit-chatting. And as... As I was, you know, like, as we were ending the transaction, she said to me, may the force be with you. And I said, and I said to her, 
and also with you. Yeah. And nice. then I I got like three steps away from the register. I turned around and I said, "Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to say I'm supposed to say end with your spirit." Yeah. And and then I realized what I'd done and I ran from the store. It's like, "Oh wait. No, I got that wrong. No wait, I got it right. No wait, I don't know." But no yeah. wait, I just responded with with the Catholic benediction in the Disney store. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. someone who <laughs> Yeah, so it was that might be the most Catholic thing I've ever done in a non-religious setting. <laughs> a plus. Yeah, it was it was very funny though, and my friend who I was with at the time appreciated it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh, there's some anime thing that just always made me think of the liturgy, but I it, it can't recall it off the top of my head. But it's something in along those lines, right? Where it's like uh, yeah. with you and with your spirit. It's like a, a very like common call and response, and it's just like every time mm-hmm. I was like, ah. Oh. Yeah. It's this thing. It's like, no, no, it's not. It's some stupid anime thing instead. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's just like, it's just pathologic. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just gets kind of drilled into you. So It's the immediate response. It's like uh, Easter season or Pascha season uh, for me. Um, see, that's the other thing we have. We have a different dates for Easter. You have the darn wrong one. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you say that. But also, there have been at least a couple of years in which Easter was on 420, raise it. Ooh, oh yeah, that's true. That's true. That will happen. Um, but yeah, when, when we start getting the, the Christ is risen, indeed he is risen. Um, though I think that, that's gone wider now. I think a lot of Protestants have started doing that. I actually don't know. So your guess is better than mine. I've seen several Lutherans at any rate uh, start doing the the call response of Christ is risen. Indeed, he is risen. It's like, oh, I wonder where you got that from. The OGs. (laughs) Can we say OG? Or should it be OC? Original church? Eh? A little little blasphemous? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it feels good given the, my, that one of my other podcasts is the Home for Wayward OCs. The ah, Home see? for Wayward Original Churches. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, that would be a podcast with, you know, the, the Antiochian, uh, not the Antiochians, with the with the Coptics and the, the Armenian Orthodox Church and a bunch of those. That would be pretty good <laughs> for Wayward <laughs> wayward Original Churches. Uh, depending on your point of view, no offense to yeah, anyone exactly. out there who is Coptic, but... All right, I think uh anyway. We've we've, we've done good. Yeah. Oh, hold up. We got to we got to do the outro first, John. Oh, sure. Uh there's an outro. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the outro is uh is thank you very much for being on the podcast. I appreciated getting to talk to you about the Bible and and you are a you are a delightful person to talk religion with. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I I, I it was my minor in college, so I've uh Oh, really? I've talked about nice. it. Yeah. 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 Uh, technically I focused on Buddhism, but I mean I did read the Gospel of Judas in college, and that was fun. Um, Interesting. Okay. I took a whole class on Gnosticism, uh, which is not as exciting as a lot of like neo-Gnostic people like to think it is. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot of lists of angels who watch over certain body parts. Um, so, huh. yeah. yeah, I have Gnostic That's scripture downstairs uh, on my religion shelf. So <laughs> that absolutely does not surprise me. Yeah, you go pull it out and quote you some it's really not that exciting <laughs> it's never as cool and edgy as people on the news like to try and think that it is i mean really what among us is actually as cool as the news tries to make it out to be that's true that's true but yeah no it's a pleasure being yeah. on and uh 
uh, talk talk faith things uh, with with somebody else, uh, especially yeah. somebody else who's got some like uh, from a different tradition and uh, different <laughs> thoughts on things. I mean, it's always fun. Someone who has at least a modicum of knowledge about the <laughs> about the specific theologic elements of their own. Religion. Yeah, no, like it's it's interesting. Any sort of discussion in which uh, there's disagreement, but you share like a really good uh, solid base is mm-hmm. is always good and enlightening uh rather than like like we we're starting at the same sort of first principles uh which just always leads to very interesting and more uh nuanced discussion yeah. and people have like two completely different sets of um uh starting principles it can be very hard to communicate <laughs> when that's the case <laughs> if you don't share a common language then it can be very yeah. hard shit excuse me Oh, Sorry. that that's us being done. I see. You set a timer. No, no, that's no, that is my uh that is my it's nine thirty PM. You should start getting ready for battle alarm. <laughs> ah. Oh, you're in central time? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's okay, no sweat. But yeah, so where would you like to be found on the internet? You specifically mentioned that you have a podcast earlier. Yeah, uh I mean you can find me. I, I try to avoid the internet, or at least be known as being on the internet these days. That's uh, John, that's extremely valid. I know, right? Uh, you can listen to my anime podcast, in which I have a very different persona than the one you have found here. Um, <laughs> I'm the person who pretends to be into lolly and all that fun stuff. Spoilers, I'm not actually into all that. It, it, <laughs> it's a persona for a show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, that's Aniki. That's uh, it's kind of, it's a good pun, right? Because it's like... Annie is an anime and key is in like uh, a uh, like a Niki or a, like a chronicle. And then Aniki is also a slang term for brother because it's me and my older mm-hmm. brother. Seeing it is, it is actually very clever. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So. But yeah. Uh, Aniki. A-N-I-K-I. Uh, we talk about dumb anime. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter. And that's mostly where I tweet stuff these days is at Aniki podcast. And it's mostly me saying dumb anime stuff and retweeting funny anime memes and pictures of Horo. Because as far as wolf <laughs> goddesses go, she is tops. So, I mean, go for it. Live your best life. It's 2020. Why not? I do. Faithful is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. We can be found on Twitter at FaithfulPods, Faithful with two L's and Pods with an S. And you can also email us at FaithfulPod, I'm pretty sure that's it, at gmail.com. We are currently having episodes come out about once a month. So uh, if you are interested in getting in touch with us, you can either email us or tweet at us. And one of us will hopefully be responding to you fairly quickly. Not me, um, though. Yeah, but not John. <laughs> Don't talk to um, me. Ever. Spe- special, again. Spe- special guest host John does not have to worry about being responsible for Faithful. Um, as far as current events go, because um, I keep doing current events blasts at the end of podcasts, um, please continue to wash your hands and wear your masks, especially wear your masks. Please continue to distance as much as you can. In some situations, they know that it is unavoidable, but that's when you wear your mask, especially. Um, please continue to get your flu shot. Uh, please support marginalized people and especially victims of the recent natural disasters that have been happening um, across the world, because it's pretty terrible. <laughs> um, and also, uh, here's a specific uh, political message. Um, if you live in the state of Georgia and you turn 18... 
uh, before, I believe it's January 7th, please make sure that you're registered to vote and then wrote, please vote in Democratic primaries uh, to support the senators who are running for office because here's what I can definitely know and say about the Democratic uh, senatorial candidates from Georgia. Neither of them have been convicted or even accused of trying to profit off the coronavirus. <laughs> the bar is so low, and they have passed it. <laughs> okay, anyway, that's the depressing news stuff aside. So keep, keep the, the faith! faith. It's always fun to go through like uh, super old Bibles and see what you you highlighted years ago. Oh yeah, seeing all of the various like, seeing all the little notes that I made to myself when my handwriting was much different than it is now. Yeah, I think if you were to go back in time and find one of my Bibles from when I was you know like eight, uh, you'd find like all the verses that mentioned dragons highlighted. It's like all for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> it's because dragons are cool. Okay, I mean fight me. I mean, that's extremely valid, John, and you know this. You oh, know of course. I'm absolutely not going to rag on you for that. <laughs>